come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett, as my husband affectionately calls me. Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk. In this week's episode, we will be discussing the trifecta, Palm Sunday, Good Friday, and Resurrection Sunday, according to God's Word. We're back live in the PNT Podcast Studio with another great lesson for another great week. But we're so excited. We're doing something different this week because you know what it is. It is Holy Week. Yes, it is Holy Week. So we want to do something special for Holy Week for my young, loyal listeners. So let's get right down to it. Let's look at the biblical and the world meaning of Palm Sunday, Good Friday, and Resurrection Sunday, also known as Easter Sunday. The Sunday before Easter, when the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem is celebrated. That's Palm Sunday. The Friday before Easter, on which the crucifixion of Jesus Christ took place and is commemorated. That's Good Friday. The Sunday after Good Friday, when our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ overcame death and the grave, giving us the opportunity to experience eternal life with him if we come into a saving relationship with him. I, I, really, I, I can end this lesson right there. Talking about those three events in Holy Week is just—is that's it? How 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 great? Oh, how, how what better week can we have than this? Oh, I know what you're thinking, because you're young. You're my loyal listeners. You're thinking, oh, Mister Bennett, you got to be excited about Christmas. Well, Christmas is one day. It's not a week. It's not a week. It's one day. We get three major events in one week when we talk about Holy Week. This is the week that us Christians live for. This is the week that basically Christianity was born. It's no simpler than that. As a follow-up, I'm not going to read it because it's a long, it's not a long chapter, but it is a whole chapter. I want you to read Isaiah 53. It is the prophetic message of Jesus Christ's role in our lives. I want you to read it. It talks about Holy Week. It talks about what Holy Week will will be for us. So you must read it in your own time. Because this isn't a long message, so you have time to read it. What I want to focus on is this. You may have heard this before. If not, this is great. We're going to talk about the seven last sayings of Jesus Christ during this Holy Week. And actually, this was all said on Good Friday. Okay. The first of the last of the last sayings was this. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Luke 23 and 34. That is the ultimate example of forgiveness. Jesus was, was talked about, wrongly charged, and was going to be hung for everyone to see and humiliated. But that's what he had in mind to say, forgive them. That's why forgiveness is so powerful. We as people, we hold on to grudges. And look at what Jesus did. These people 
wrongly accused him. They stoned him. They, they were going to nail him to a cross. They were going to whip him. And he still had the gall to say, forgive them. Number two. Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Luke 23, 43. Even on the cross, Jesus discharged his ministry of salvation until the very end. He was hanging or he was hung between two criminals, a thief and a murderer. He told one of them that they will be with him in paradise because they asked for forgiveness on the cross that day. The third one, woman, behold thy son, John 19, 26. He provided for his family by uniting his mother with, his, with one of his disciples in his last days. He, he didn't forget about the family. Jesus had the wherewithal, even in his dying day, to think about his mother and that she needed someone to take care of her. Number four, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Mark 15, 34. And at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lemma sabachthani. Translated, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Jesus wasn't forsaken by God, his father, but died to fulfill scripture in giving us eternal life. Jesus wasn't left for dead. Jesus wasn't forgotten. It was prophesied that Jesus had to be the sacrificial lamb for you and me, my young loyal listeners. Number five, I thirst, John 19, 28. This was Jesus' last communion on earth. Jesus was thirsty in his dying hour, and they gave him something to drink. He thirsted no more, just like for us, he is our living water, and we will never thirst if we follow after him. You have to be a child of God. And you have to believe in Jesus Christ because he is the living water. And we don't thirst no more if we got him. Number six, it is finished. John 19 and 30. This was Jesus saying, we are sealed. The prophecy has been fulfilled. His work here is done in his human form. Until these things happen or the prophecy wasn't fully fulfilled, it couldn't be finished. If Jesus didn't die, there would be no Christianity. There would be no eternal life for us because we were born into sin and there was no way for us to reconcile ourselves back to God in the sin state that we were in. And number seven, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit, Luke 23, 46. This is what we should have done and said on the day we gave our life to Christ, that we commend, that we commit, that we give our lives over to him and we put it in his hands to make all the decisions for us, to lead God and direct us into all truth because Jesus knows. Jesus has already plotted your life, but it's up to us to follow the life that he has charted and mapped out for us. I know I gave you a lot. I know it's, I said it'd be short, but I, you, I wanted you to understand that this Holy Week was huge, that, that it is big. And I want to leave you with this very, very important question. What does Good Friday and these other days truly mean to you? I want you to really ponder that. 
tomorrow is Good Friday. So I want you to ponder that tonight as we, as, as we come to Good Friday. We've already passed Palm Sunday. But as we hit Good Friday and walk into Resurrection Sunday, I want you to ponder what does it mean to you? Because if it doesn't mean anything to you, then I don't know what to say. Here's another question. Did Jesus die for nothing when it comes to your life? See, when you're pondering what is Good Friday and what it means to you, I want you to ponder, did Jesus die for nothing when it comes to you? Because for me, I'm glad he died for me because I couldn't reconcile myself without him. Or did he die for you because you're ready to fulfill your God-given assignment? So let's not leave Good Friday as a Good Friday. Let's make Good Friday a great Friday by reflecting on the life and legacy of Jesus Christ. That was awesome. I really like the way you broke that down. I'd like to add something, if I may. When Jesus said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit, I'd like for our listeners to imagine the depth of what Jesus endured, the pain, but for us. He took all of that pain, the thorns, the piercing of the side, and more, With these last words, it must have gotten to the point that the pain was just so unbearable. He must have gotten so tired that his body could not take anymore. And again, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. That's an awesome kind of love. Still can't relate? Think about your parents or for you older ones, your children, on a cross enduring this type of pain for you. Think about the love you have for them. You would want them to come down off of that cross. You would not want them to feel such pain. Now take a minute to think about how God felt seeing his only son endure this. Thank God for Resurrection Sunday because we don't have to see our loved ones endure that cross kind of physical pain. However, we all, young and old, do have to face pain and persecution from people. We will be talked about. We will be liked one day and hated the next. The hurt is real. But we can say the same thing that Jesus said. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Does that mean we have to die? Not at all. It just means that we want our spirits to be on one accord with God. It means we are asking God to help us. It means that we want God to come and see about us. It means we want God to take control of our lives. It means that we are surrendering all of who we are to God. So this Easter Resurrection Sunday is also about you. Come out from that tomb, that thing that's holding you back, that thing that's stopping you from living, those habits that are hard to break, that past that keeps coming back to haunt you. Come out. Claim a new day for your life. Surrender all. Give God your heart and commit your spirit into his hands. As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-productions editing techniques that's used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, It's Christian Education Ministry in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. Well, Real Talk, what? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.